hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman's Podcast. What has been going on with y'all this week? I hope that you've been well. I hope that your family has been well. I hope that no one on your job has been stressing you out. I hope that your kids have been listening and following directions and not misbehaving. I hope that your husband has been tackling his honey to-do list. I hope that your neighbors haven't been nosy. I just hope that you've really been great this week, just out here living your best lives, being the greatest versions of yourself that you can be. We're going to jump right into this week's episode. So we ended season two with the pyramid of transformation. And I promised that we will circle back to joy. We kind of discussed all the other layers in detail, but we kind of left joy hanging. So let's quickly review the layers of the pyramid of transformation. First, we had awareness. Something needs to change. Then was responsibility. I create my own reality. Followed by forgiveness. I release shame and blame. And peace. I feel safe. Joy was really the cliffhanger. And the more I thought about joy, it made me wonder, do we really know what joy is? Joy is defined in dictionary.com as the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying, keen pleasure or elation. Listen, how simple would life be if every day was just a day filled with joy? I mean, Pure joy, nothing but joy, no problems, no trials, no storms, no struggle. But we all know that's not true. (laughs) We all know that that can't happen that way. Because how many times do I have to tell you that life got them hands? Like, by this point in the podcast, season three, I've said that so much that You guys should be saying it with me. You should be like, okay, she's about to tell us about them hands the life has because life holds the hands, okay? The undisputed, um, undefeated champion of hands is life. It just, I I can't even because y'all know what this season of my life has looked like. So life truly has them hands. And when life came for me really, really hard, like even harder Then what it tried to come for me more recently, that was in like 2016, 2017-ish, I had to locate, okay, locate is not a strong enough word. I had to put out, like dispatch a search team to find the joy in my life. Sometimes things can get so hard that you feel like joy doesn't exist for you anymore. And this scripture literally fell in my lap. During that season when I was going through. And it made me realize that we totally misconstrue what joy is. We look 
for joy in all the wrong places. What that scripture that I'm going to share with you shortly made me realize is that for me, joy is gladness, not based on circumstance. When I ran across that scripture, like I said, it literally fell in my lap in one of the darkest moments of my life. I immediately called my tattoo artist and I ran over um, to her spot and I had her tattoo that on my collarbone because I wanted a reminder because sometimes joy can be hard to find when you are uncertain where it comes from. So I wanted to be able to look in the mirror to have a quick reminder that joy is gladness not based on circumstance. Before discovering that scripture, I felt that my joy was on hiatus. Like what's what's longer than a hiatus? Was a hiatus is like a short little period, right? Okay. It felt like my joy had quit its job, moved to Mexico, assumed a new identity, and said, I don't know that girl. If I saw on the street, I wouldn't know her name. That's how Joy was out here disowning me. Joy was out here like, I don't know her. I never ran with her. I was never a part of her. Joy completely abandoned me. And that was because I placed my joy in people, places, and things. So when people went missing, my joy went missing too. When my grandma died, my joy died too. When I lost material things, my joy was lost as well. But let me tell you something. When I finally got my hands on my joy, I meant I would never lose it again. I made it like an everyday goal, like a purpose, like to be intentional about never losing my joy again. Things have happened. Don't get me wrong. But I still have my joy. My friends are few. But I still have my joy. Some days I feel unfulfilled and like I'm not living out my true purpose. But I still have joy. So you have to learn how to master the skill of keeping your joy intact while going through a storm. One of my favorite worship songs goes, my God is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, and hide me from the rain. Listen, no one likes valley experiences. None of us do. No one wants to be in the valley. No one is excited about being in the valley. But the fact that he can keep me while I'm there, not that he's keeping me in the valley, but he's keeping my mind intact while I'm in the valley. He's keeping my finances intact while I'm in the valley. He's keeping my family together while I'm in the valley. The fact that I'm being kept while I'm in the valley, that's joy. That alone right there 
is you having joy, not based on your circumstance. Yes, you're in the valley, but listen to all the things I just said, but God is keeping your mind intact. That's joy. There's joy in that. He's keeping your family together. There's joy in that. No, what I'm going through is not easy. No, what I'm going through is not, you know, favorable, but I still have my joy. Just the fact that we are kept by Jesus. My grandmother used to always say, oh, to be kept by God, to be kept by the good Lord. And I never really understood what she meant until I experienced some seasons where he kept me and then it all made sense. We have to condition ourselves to seek lasting joy and not temporary joy. Temporary joy is found in people, places, and things. It'll eventually fade. It'll eventually go away. But when we put our joy in things not based on circumstance, when we put our joy in Christ Jesus, that's a joy that will never, ever go away. Sorrow and suffering will pass eventually. That's, that's the key word there. You're going to experience some sorrow you're going to have some suffering in life. There's no way around it. And it all will pass eventually. But joy comes in spite of hardship. Eternal joy is promised to come. And when it does, it lasts. John 16:22 also reminds us. So you have sorrow now. But I will see you again. And then you will rejoice. And no one can rob you of that joy. That is the scripture that prompted the tattoo that my joy is gladness, not based on circumstance. I want to share three quick ways for us to do one of two things, or maybe even both. I'm, I'm not sure where you are in this season, where you are in your life currently. But I want to share a couple of things that can either help you restore your joy or help you maintain your joy. Because if you're not careful, you'll look up and it'll be gone. So if it's lacking in your life right now, hopefully these tips will help you restore it. And if you currently have joy, the goal is for you to maintain it. Number one. It's seek God with prayer and in worship. Listen, y'all didn't get an episode this morning because my heart was staring. Y'all know usually my episodes drop on Wednesday morning, but when I woke up, I just felt the staring in my spirit and I said, okay, I'm going to go to work and I listened to some sermons at work and I listened to some inspirational podcasts at work. And when I came home, I really got deep into worship. I mean, literally for hours. I got home about 3.30 and I just stopped in my praise and worship at 7.30. So I worshiped for hours. At the end of my worship, everything for this episode came to me. I knew I wanted to speak about joy. I knew the revelation that I had, you know, regarding joy, but... All week, I wasn't able to really put it together and form the words. And when I came home and got into prayer and got into worship, 
it just flowed like water. It just hit me. And it was like, this is what you need to say. This is what this episode should embody. The thing about worship and the thing about prayer is that when I worship, when I pray, I remember all the times that I didn't think I was going to make it, but God kept me. And like one of the mottos, the slogans that I live by, you know, on my faith journey is that if he did it before, he can do it again. So when your joy tank is running low, you have to remember that God is with you, that he can make all things new, that he can restore everything that you've lost, that his plan for your life is bigger and better than any plan you could ever have for yourself. My joy is not in my circumstance. My joy is not in anything this world can offer me. My joy is in spite of my circumstance. So when we go to God with thanksgiving and in prayer, and when we honor him with praise and worship, and when we just lay at his feet, it is then you realize where your true joy comes from. Number two is do something for someone else. And I know that sounds kind of like simple and really um, cliche. But if your joy tank is running low, most often helping others can fill it up. When I'm able to be a blessing to someone else, my joy increases. When I can bring joy to someone else's life by an act of kindness, I don't hesitate. I literally go for it. I don't think about it. I just, I aim for that. Sometimes we are the answers to people's prayers. Sometimes we are the person that God sends as a last resort to help someone. Sometimes that person may be on the ledge. They may be ready to end it all. They may be just at the end of their, listen, when you can help people do it, because you just never know when you are their answered prayer. They may have been, okay, so just say, for instance, you're at Wawa, okay? And I don't know where everyone lives, but in the United States, the Wawa, a Wawa is a gas station and a really, one of the nicer convenience stores. Like they sell like really great food items in there as well. So say, for instance, you're at the Wawa and you're standing in line. And the person in front of you or behind you, you never know. They may be putting their last $5 in their gas tank, hoping and praying that it will take them to and from work for the remainder of the week. And when you step up to the cashier, you say, let me get $30 on pump two and go ahead and fill them up on whatever pump they're on to. You just bless them in a major way. You've restored their joy 
because they were stressing. They didn't know how they were going to make ends meet. They didn't know how they were going to, you know, find a way to make it through the remainder of the week, getting to and from work, putting gas in the car, maybe having food on the table. You just never know. You could be standing in line in the grocery store and you look behind you and, you know, this person has several items and you can kind of tell they're unsure and they may be, you know, thinking about putting something back. Go ahead and add those several items to your grocery bill. Be a blessing whenever you're able to. There is a Kurt Carr song that says, Lord, when you bless me, I'm going to bless somebody else. Let that be your mantra. For this season, for the last three months of the year, that Lord, whenever you bless me, I'm going to bless somebody else. So I encourage you for the last season of this year to do random acts of kindness wherever you are, whether you're at the store, whether you're at work, whether you're at church, wherever you are, bless somebody else. And watch your faith in your joy increase and their joy be restored. I promise you that it's an amazing feeling. And also the fact that you're helping someone in their time of need. Number three. And lastly. Filter out the people, places, and things that drain your joy. We've all had people. To literally suck the life out of us. I mean, you are drained by the time you are done being in that person's presence. And we all have places that remind us of the darker times in our lives. We have things in our lives that make us sad. Sometimes it may be an item that you kept from a previous relationship or maybe something that a loved one left behind. But when you look at it, when you hold it, when you see it, it literally makes you cry. It sucks the joy right out of your life. Filter out what you can immediately identify. So those things that you know this is draining your joy, this is sucking the life out of you, you know it. Go ahead and filter those things out immediately. Listen, my cut you off game is strong. I can't hang around certain people because all they do is complain or gossip. And I won't allow my joy to get entangled in that web because first of all, you didn't give me my joy. So I definitely won't let you have it. You're not going to take it away from me. I no longer go certain places because they remind me of a time when I had no joy, when I had no happiness, when I had, when I felt alone and when I felt like I wasn't loved and I wasn't, you know, needed. And I just, I no longer go to those places anymore. And sometimes family can be the reason your joy tank is low. There's family that I love from a distance. I wish you well, but from over there, because my joy is important to me. My peace of mind is important to me. My mental health is important to me. So when you are able to identify the things, the places and the people that drain your joy 
get rid of them, filter them out. And sometimes um, identifying what those areas are may require more thought and more work. And it may require you sitting down and speaking with someone. I know that my therapist really helped me to identify some things in my life that was draining me. And I didn't realize it at the time because it just felt natural and it felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing and that I had to have this person in my life and I had to go to this place and I had to do this thing and when she literally said but you don't it was like a light bulb like you know Oprah loves to say that aha moment and I said you're right I don't have to go here I don't have to allow this person in the intimate parts of my life I don't I don't have to do these things that drain my joy And I stopped (laughs) and I told y'all I've been intentional with keeping my joy intact. So the things that you can identify and filter out, do them for the things that you're unsure about sitting down with a professional, sitting down with someone that you can trust, sitting down with someone that can help you navigate those areas of your life is so important. And I highly suggest that you do that. So it's time for the segment. This is like actually one of my favorite segments that's called So I Saw a Meme. And like I told y'all, I have been like trying to think about this episode and what I was going to say since last week. Literally, I've been pondering the topic of joy for over a week. And it was so ironic that, you know, today while I was at work, I was scrolling Um, Instagram and one of my sister friends, entrepreneur friends, she's a wife, a mother, she's just really all the things, had a meme on her story. And the meme was very simple, but it was like perfect for this episode. And the meme said, your joy cannot be found in a person, possession or profession. The fact that she posted a meme about joy, Shardia, I love you, girl. And I was preparing to speak about joy on the podcast. It was like those little things like that. Sometimes we don't think that they're like a big deal, but a lot of times those are like, you know, divine interventions or divine connections to really tie together what it is that you are trying to convey. And when I saw that meme on her page, it really just solidified everything that has come together and that has come out of this episode. There's not a person walking this earth. There's not an item that will that has ever been invented or will ever be invented or created or a job that will ever pay you enough to give you joy and maintain your joy. Your joy is a choice in spite of. If you take away nothing else from this episode, the takeaway is that joy is a choice in spite of. Our affirmation for this week is my joy doesn't change according to my circumstance. Like we just said, joy is a choice. Joy is knowing that even if you're in a struggle, you still have joy. You could say, God, I want another job like me. (laughs) 
But there's joy in the fact that I have a job and that I'm able to provide. You know, you could have maybe health that's declining, but there's joy in the fact that, you know, you were able to wake up this morning and God started you on your way and you were able to spend another day with the people that you love. There's joy in every situation, in every circumstance. Joy is dancing in the rain instead of just laying down and giving up in the rain. Because it's going to rain in your life. You can lay down and let the water beat you in your face. Or you could take it on the chin and find all the things in your life that bring you joy still. Our seed of intention for this week is restoration. I pray that this week you will focus on your joy. I know you're busy. I know our schedules are crazy because listen, mine is bananas. A lot of times I don't know whether I'm coming or whether I'm going. If I don't put everything that I need to do in my phone on my calendar, I will completely forget and I will leave people hanging because it's just that busy and just that crazy and chaotic at times. But I want us to be really intentional this week on focusing on restoring our joy because things have happened to us that has, you know, maybe our joy has taken some major hits lately. But your joy is not gone. Not your problems, not your circumstances, not your issues. I don't want you to focus on any of that this week. I only want you to focus on your joy. This was a very short episode, but an episode that I hope and pray will help someone in this last season of 2019. We are going to finish the year strong You know, in the summer, we had our Healing Girl Summer, which is going to set us up for our Flourishing Girl Fall, which will be an episode, if not this month, um, in November, because I want to give us some tools um, to have a Flourishing Girl Fall, because we did the healing work all summer to become healed girls or to even start our healing journeys so that we can flourish. So that would be the next step. You heal and then you flourish. So... I don't know about you, but when you know that your joy is still intact, regardless of what you're going through, that alone gives me like the strength and the faith and the courage and the power to keep going. Take it one day at a time, you know, one issue at a time. But just make sure that you're acknowledging your joy along the way. You got this and God's got you. I love you. Peace.